The Hop, the Craft Beer Podcast 2023, 2020. See you later. It's 2024, baby, and we are doing our beer in review episode this week. My name is Stephen Humes. I am here with my esteemed co-host, Gabriel Apria. How the hell are we? What's up, everybody? Last episode of 2023 to celebrate the new year. We're in it. It's our annual beer in review episode. We will take a look back. We take a look forward. We rate our top five beers of the year. We uh we talk about our favorite toasts. We have a good time. We have a ball, and uh, we let we watch the big ball drop, and uh, we have a great time. Thank you all so much for joining us for uh, for one last ride. Yeah, we uh, if you weren't around last week and you you missed an episode, we are going to be taking a uh, a step away from the mics after this episode. So this is our final release for the foreseeable future uh we're definitely going to be reflecting on that a bit as we go into this one uh you know feeling the feels and and (laughs) and riding the ride but um we're going to be stepping away for a bit you know um just to reiterate what we said last week we've we're we're at the close here of four years of consistent podcasting uh weekly for two straight years and then uh, every other week for the two years after that so We've been around and in your podcast feed for a long time. Um, we're going to we deserve s- an award at this point, <laughs> just because we have not missed. Uh, we were consistent before we switched to the every other week schedule. We had released what 104, 105 episodes weekly yeah. without miss, and yeah. you know we come holidays, we loved come doing travel. this, and we had some fun, and we grabbed as many beers as we could, and we did the damn thing. So we're going to be uh, stepping away, but as we have said, and we'll probably say again before this comes to an end, it's not a goodbye. It's a see you later. And uh, hey, we're still there in your podcast feed. If you want to go back and and listen, there are at the close of this 157 hours worth of content, uh, plus all the throwbacks and everything else. So um, thank you for anyone that's listened over the over the last four years. We greatly appreciate it in ways that are unquantifiable, and we've loved every minute of doing it. And uh, we just, you know, we got we got some uh, some other things to work on. So we'll be stepping away for a bit. We have life to worry about. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching the tomato beer video. If you oh. were one of those winners, you deserve an award in and of <laughs> itself. So thank you for that. And since we're in this moment of reflection, let's reflect on the year of the hop, shall we? This oh year on the hop by the numbers, we've drank 67 beers from Ooh. 42 breweries, 40 Ooh. breweries and two cideries if you want to get specific about it. We've had beer from 17 states this year alone, and we've had four countries. And uh, since it is our last episode for a while, we wanted to just look at the whole, the big picture, if you will. All time, baby. Now, let's, get those, let's get those world rankings. <laughs> I didn't count every single beer because it would have <laughs> taken me a while, but I can tell you that we've done beer from 196 breweries uh, and cideries and meaderies over our time on the mics, which is uh, which is wild. Uh, we've done eleven taproom specials in our uh, day. One one of which was in an igloo. Hackensack, go back and listen if you haven't. That was a wild ride. Um, and this is a number that that Gabe and I are both 
particularly proud of of the 196 breweries we featured 20 of them have been black owned breweries um became a big part of our show for a long time to try and do that on a very regular basis as much as we could uh if you're saying well 20 out of 196 that's not a big number well there uh were at our last check about 60 60 black owned breweries in the united states of america so if you're um not great at math Gabe and I have hit about a third of the black owned breweries that we could, that we could get our hands on in this country. And to be honest with you, we don't say that to, to toot our horns so much as we say it to just say, uh, seriously, I can tell you with no word of a lie, 20 of my favorite episodes, hands down. 100%. Because, uh, you know, most of those episodes required some form of traveling, which was a lot of fun. But regardless, I mean, just being able to, show some representation for you know those breweries and to give them their spotlight and to give them their due because well frankly it's needed um there are as steven said last time we checked there were 60 black owned breweries there should be more and uh we hope that the people who have listened to this podcast will not only drink those breweries and those beers but look out for more and do more research and you know let's let's grow as much as we can. Yeah. Find them if you can find them. And it's, you know, we hope it's getting better. What with the uh, national black brewers association that was, that was formed. And, and this is just, this is just one cause. This is to say nothing of women owned breweries. Right. And, and all the other things. So representation, the foundation, brave noise initiative, you know, all these uh, black is beautiful, you know, like all these uh, good beer, collaborative events and and the beer that does good for the communities you know giving back and the recycling programs all that stuff you know that plays a huge factor and it's something we really care about so yeah it's been fun to listen to two random white dudes get (laughs) drunk and talk about beer and talk about how much they suck at fantasy football um but speak for yourself well i can speak for myself you're killing it right now well this isn't dropping for a little while so let's ease up on that it is uh for a bigger picture and a bigger cause as well which is something we uh we care about so before we get into the news it's it's the end of the year it's new year's let's get festive about it and get in trouble on youtube one more Uh, time lil john are you in the building Oh, okay. Um, wow, it's bright in here. Well, I I'm excited about the one I'm doing a shot of because um, I'm doing Hudson Hudson Bourbon out of uh, or Hudson what's it Hudson Baby Bourbon out of New York. Um, yeah, the bourbon from New York and the bourbon uh, from New York. I was excited to scoop it up, so that's what I got. What you got over there? Uh, I'm going back to Ireland, uh, just getting a little Irish with my Irish roots because I really enjoy Irish whiskey. It's my favorite. And with the help of my Tyrian shot class, I'm yes. doing a little bit of Jameson. You know, it's what I it's what I like. It's what I'm used to. And uh, after the cocktails I had with dinner, I figured this would be the safest <laughs> thing. Just going to be completely honest. Well, pinkies up. Let's do it. Pinkies Here we up. go. Cheers. Cheers, fam. I'm warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, 
start your engines, ladies and gents. Oh, shiver me timbers. That's good. That is good stuff. Just like um, college. We didn't talk about it at the top, but we're uh, we're doing an exciting brewery today, and I'll just I'll, I'll blow the lid on it. We're doing the Goose Island Bourbon County Stout Series, and I've had this shot and the Bourbon County. <laughs> yes, uh, I've had those things sitting next to each other, like right near my face for a while, and I'm so I'm I was I was being teased by bourbon for a little bit, so I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, little scared of this episode, but we're going out with a bang. We're not drinking some. That's, oh, it's a five percent pilsner. No, no, we're going with the Goose Island big boys, and we're getting the year is up. up. Uh, before we do that, we're gonna we got a little bit of news to dive into, so let's uh, let's do this real quick here. Beer news. Gabe's not sober. Ba da ba ba da ba ba ba. Segway, dry January is almost here. <laughs> Perfect segue. Uh, you celebrating? Dry January? Fuck no. Yeah, me. I look like. If you are, though, you know, plenty of non alcoholic options to. Who did I just see release a new one? Um, I think Alesmith. Our friends over at Alesmith just dropped yeah. one. So they're dropping everywhere if you're interested. Um, There's also, apparently a new White Claw that's non alcoholic if you really want to get festive. Yeah, it's called Spindrift, or uh, what's the what's the bougie? Is it one? White Claw Zero or some shit? What what's the bougie seltzer I'm thinking of that everybody? Uh, Lacroix. They got Lacroix. Lacroix. Why do you need non-alcoholic White Claw? Is just Lacroix. It's just Lacroix with a weird label. I'm blowing minds over here. <laughs> um, this isn't beer news, but it's interesting. Campari has bought Curvassier for Ooh. 1.2 billion. Um. This... Oh, okay. I thought that said million, and I was about <laughs> to say feels low. Billions deal. Billion sounds sounds correct. It's it's kind of interesting because Carvassier was under the Beam Suntory umbrella, and so now Campari is is taking it. Uh, Carvassier is a cognac, if you're unfamiliar. Uh, but they are going to be positioned apparently as the fourth major leg of the Campari Group. They're mm. going to boost the sales of that particular cognac in the U.S. and Asia. And, um, you know, that's fun. Uh, good to drink. Good to sit by itself. Good in a cocktail. A little sidecar, a little yeah. action. Get a little fancy with it. I know people that kind of add it to like, I'm sure, I don't know if anyone's done it, but I'm sure you could do like a Cavassier old fashioned, like mm. instead of the whiskey, you just use that. Like, I'm sure that would be dope. Honestly, if you get the right bitters. Well, I'm sure you could. Cognac has uh, a lot of uses in this world. Not something we've talked about much on the, on the show, but um, not really our wheelhouse, but bro, Cognac slaps, bro. <laughs> cognac, cognac slaps I'm hard. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm not. <laughs> We got some news out of Massachusetts. Two breweries are merging. Uh, this came out a few weeks ago. It was just caught our eye because these things do tend to do that. It's uh, Dorchester Brewing and Aeronaut Brewing Company. But Dorchester Brewing, round three of the hop. Like, baby days. Round three. Baby days. We had their apple crumb cake beer. And um, they're yeah. out of... They're out of Dorchester. We did it. I think it was a combined episode with Jack Savvy. I remember us trying it and being like, okay, um, ha, are, are we nice or are we going to be honest? And we were like, no, we got to be honest. 
Not the best, but not terrible. But maybe they've gotten better over but the last four they, years. Maybe they've enhanced the recipe. Maybe they know what yeah. they're doing now. We they're don't know be shit. The Tasty Liquid Alliance. Oh, that sounds dirty. <laughs> I spent some time in Dorchester. Never went to the brewery, but I spent some time in Dorchester uh, for uh, when I was doing some theater. I like had rehearsal over there. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, I remember that specifically. Um I was God, like living over there. I was like, where am I? Yep. Well, it's it's near Boston. And then Aeronaut is out of Somerville, which, mm, which is very I think close. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, the town. Founding. I think it's like the town over. So they're they're merging and that will be that will be great for them. Uh let's grab this one here. Uh let's Connecticut. Go to Connecticut. This uh, okay, I love this story. So this is a Connecticut brewery that's releasing a beer, not something we talk about very much, but it's a collaboration with Anchor, and it kind of goes perfectly with the story we've been talking about for a while. So they're releasing it's the brewery's called Black Pond Brews. They are a, a Connecticut brewery that's been in business since 2014, and they're releasing a beer called the Connecticut Uncommon. Uncommon. This is a twist on the beer style, which is the California Common, which is what Anchor Steam was, is whatever. Uh, we had it on our beer, our, our show uh, years ago in the first year. But the name is a twist on that. Connecticut's brewery is teaming up with the Anchor Co-op to brew this thing. Also, the California Common, very rare beer style that you don't see very often. But it's it's literally being brewed because. Uh, the founder of Black Pond, Corey Smith, he just said, you know, one of my first experiences with craft beer in America was Anchor Steam. Um, they believe in the cause of what's going on there. And so they are brewing this as they're going to donate a portion of profits to the GoFundMe for the employees yeah. to keep so Anchor. They can, so they can keep it alive and running well. Yeah, this is this is the first, they're, they're, this is the fifth one of these. Um, this has been happening for with a few different breweries. This is the first one outside of the California. Um, there's one happening at Enterprise Brewing, Foxtail Fermentation Project, Mad Pursuit Brewing, and Roostaller, which are all California breweries that are also um, releasing California Commons with the, the, the Anchor Co-op. So. The logo is a cat looking out at a sunset of the San Francisco Bridge the Golden Gate Bridge, and it says, you don't need nine lives to help out. Indeed, you don't. Buy the beer, enjoy it, and do it. The cat would be Black Pond mascot, Mr. Kitty. Mr. Kitty? Aw. Where's the lion when you need oh, him? Oh, I got him. I don't have him. There he is. There he is. Good call. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. And, and then finally, we just wanted to take a look quickly at the uh, the state of the beer industry at the end of 2023 as we sail off into the night uh, because the Brewers Association did uh, release a report on this and basically said that um, the brewing industry is in a mid point, I would say. Um, yeah, I feel like it's been fluctuating in a way and... As much as we hate to admit it, I feel like it's sometimes kind of going south more than we would like it to. But that's kind of recycle people. Recycle. I mean, there's there's you know, it's a mixed survey and you can read about it on the Brewers Association website if you're interested. But basically they they just 
discuss a production dip at craft beer and and some of the challenges facing the craft beer environment, pricing, demographics, marketing, etc. Um, but there's also you know some things that have looked up. There have been a little bit of relief in terms of the supply chain issues around like cans and stuff like that that we were seeing yeah. previously. So, but at the same time, we have environmental issues that are causing from like climate change that are causing stresses in other areas. So there were shortages in uh, both the hop harvest and the barley harvest, which is not great, specifically affecting parts of Canada and parts of shout out, shout out Montana. But this is a full circle moment because Gabe and I have been shitting on Montana for years (laughs) and I didn't know. They were growing barley up there. Yeah, they have a cause for beer. It's like the one one of the few things they're doing for the beer industry. We're over here shitting on them about you can't land a plane because they got mountains and shit, <laughs> but they're growing barley. So is this our apology to Montana because they contribute Probably. to the beer? In- All right. Well, that's a full yeah. circle moment, and I'm proud of us. <laughs> I'm just there. glad we have the drop at this point. That's all the I care about. The drop is one of my favorite things that we've ever done. Um <laughs> So, again, we don't have time to break it all down. You can read about it on the Brewers Association website. Um, But the beer industry has seen a lot of changes in the last four years that we've been on the mics, and it will continue to see that. Uh, Some good, some not so good. And so there's there's been a lot of ups and downs. There's been a lot of interesting things. Maui Brewing's still not done with that buying (laughs) that acquisition. But, you know, you'll have to listen to another podcast in order to find the conclusion of that. There's been a lot of news stories. Some have been very interesting. Some have been like, what the fuck? So it's it's been fun. It's been fun, and it'll continue to be. The beer industry is going nowhere. Uh, while we may be hanging up the mics for a while, or the beer mugs, as we like to say, the beer industry will be going strong. Amen. Uh, okay, before we drink some beer, we always offer a toast, and what we like to do on our beer and review episodes, if you're new, is listen back to our favorite toasts of the year. And I'm going first. Great. Um, my toast comes to us from our round 33. It was early in the year. We did an interview with the uh, head brewer and CEO of the brewery. And drank some beers that they sent us, uh, and it was a it was a wild episode. But before we got to all that, Gabe proposed a toast. It ignited something deep in my soul and spirit. Here's the thing: I don't remember this right now, so mm-hmm. I can't wait. And uh, here we go. Let's take us back to January 2023 and Gabe's toast on round one thirty three. All right. On that note, you wanna you wanna raise a glass to this interview we're about to. I dive into? would like to raise a glass. I have a fun toast, and so the meaning behind this toast is: you have to be strong. Only the strong survive, based off of the beer we're going to be sampling later. That's so, a great point. Uh, this is Bruce yeah. Springsteen's "Only the Strong Survive." Oh, talk dirty to me go ahead oh now i remember my first love of course the whole thing went wrong my mama had some great advice so i thought i'd put it into words of this song because i can still hear her saying it she said boy oh i see you sitting there all alone yeah just crying your eyes out into the cold gray dawn now there's gonna be there's gonna be 
whole lot of trouble in your life. So listen to me. Get up off your knees because only the strong survive. That's what she said. Only the strong survive. Only the strong survive. Yeah, you got to be strong. You've got to hold on. Only the strong survive. I feel like I should end this toast with like Jeff Probst. 16 Americans, one survivor. And then the theme song plays. If Thoughts? you had told me you were doing that beforehand, there absolutely would have been some Bruce Springsteen playing underneath that toast. Uh, I Well, we can only get sued in so many episodes. So. <laughs> If you yeah. if you bring up Bruce Springsteen, it's gonna, it's it's, um, I mean six to midnight. You know, it's gonna. <laughs> yeah, I, that was I remember that. That was fun. It's in my blood. There's certain things I fought for years. Like I was born a fan of the Yankees. I'm I'm not I'm not happy about that. I'm not proud about that. Well, not right now. We are, but I'm not. I didn't ask for that. Um, I fought it. I tried other teams. It's just in my blood. And I'm work out. Uh, a stan for the boss and will always be. Um, my Bruce. honorable mention. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> uh, my honorable mention toast is round 150 where I yeah. did an Oktoberfest toast. Yeah, that this one was good. I remember that one. It's just, you know, when I try to pronounce German stuff, it doesn't go well. And it was funny. So if you oh, want to go man. back and listen to it. That was a fun free. episode. Those beers are always a good, those are, beers are always a fun oh, ride. One of my favorites sure. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it is my turn for my toast. It is. I mean, if you've been consistently listening to us, I don't, I, I remember trying to pick a toast and hearing like the first two words of each one and thinking, not as good as this one, not as good as this one. <laughs> Round 136. We drank beer from Stolen Sun, and Stephen hit us with some very wise words that will remain in my heart forever. Hit that track. All right. We got to get drinking. Well, I have a toast, and uh, you know what? Uh, let's, let's go to Hawaii, because it's honestly one of the most random toasts yeah. of all time. <laughs> Did you know that the day this episode drops is March 9th? And did you know that March 9th happens to be National Meatball Day? Bet you didn't, but you do now. <laughs> no. Nope. Wow. Yeah. So, I propose a toast. On top of spaghetti, all covered with cheese, I lost my poor meatball when somebody sneezed. It rolled off the table and onto the floor, and then my poor meatball rolled right out the door. It rolled in the garden and under a bush. And then, my poor meatball was nothing but mush. The mush was as tasty as tasty could be, and then the next summer it grew into a tree. The tree was all covered, all covered with moss, and on it grew meatballs and tomato sauce. So if you eat spaghetti all covered with cheese, hold on to your meatball, and don't ever sneeze. Cheers. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be able to get through it, to be honest. I, uh, <laughs> I had to not look at you. <laughs> I have something to say. Yeah. And it's a bold statement. <laughs> this message is for all the people who don't listen to us. How can you not find that entertaining? Steven just had a meatball, the meatball poem on top of spaghetti, all covered in cheese with Hawaiian music in the background 
and now we're going to drink beer about it. Like, what more do you need, people? This is gold. You know, sometimes I work really hard to make sure the toast is tailored to the brewery and are, are appropriate for the, you know what, <laughs> that one, that one was and for me. And then it becomes National Meatball Day. <laughs> wow, that was incredible. I'm, I'm blown away, to be honest with you. Thank you. I thought you'd like that. Uh, you know, next week is next week. Can we episode. end this episode? Like, I think we're done. <laughs> Our next episodes are St. Patrick's Day. That, um. Wow. That, that, that's my humor. I mean, that, that, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that was the best. I remember that you said yeah. it's National Meatball Day. And I was like, okay. What, what you guys don't realize when you're watching it on YouTube is like, we do the toast, but I can still see Gabe. Like I, he's in front of me and I have to look at him <laughs> and I have to look my friend. Uh, we've been friends 10, 15 years. I don't even know at this point. And I have to look yeah. him in the eye and <laughs> and read the uh, on top of spaghetti poem uh, with Hawaiian music playing. It's really hard to do. And you can hear it in my voice. It's just uh, and it's a don't journey. Ever sneeze. <laughs> what? Oh, it was the best. Uh, uh, my honorable mention is round 151. We drank half acre. And how can why? I not What happened, this? Gabe? What happened on round 151? Uh, well, it didn't happen on round 50, 151, but I did a toast. And basically, I just talked about how I had recently gotten engaged. Uh, yeah, it was mushy and gushy. And love I... of my life. <laughs> and uh, I just gave her a shout out and. She was in the other room listening to it while I was saying it, and she said she was crying when she heard me. It was sweet. Um, I'm engaged, and it's going well. I I, I said on the episode it was going to be my toast of the year, but then I felt like I would be taking something from you if I actually did it. So I (laughs) you could have taken it. It's I didn't do it. Yeah, she would she would have been like, see, Stephen likes me more than you do. He's engaged. It's beautiful. We all admire their love. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) Send send us gifts. (laughs) Send him gifts, honestly, and uh, and money for the bachelor party. Okay, are are you ready to get into these beers? Let's do it, homie. Um, so I guess I need to go first because mine isn't as strong as yours, which says a lot when you're about to find out what the ABV is. Sure. Yeah. Go for it. I am drinking the Goose Island Bourbon County brand Sir Isaac's Stout. This is a stout aged in bourbon barrels with figs, graham crackers, and natural flavors. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, look, uh, here's here's the deal. We we should just say like we it. This is round one fifty seven of the hop. Goose Island has never been here. You've heard of Goose Island. You've loved Goose Island. Everybody knows what Goose Island is. Goose Island has never been on the hop because they are Anheuser Busch and their core brand of beers is generally pretty mediocre. If we're very honest about it, but this Bourbon County Stout thing that they do on a yearly basis is sought after coveted uh some of the best beers in the world 
Um, and we felt, you know, we oftentimes on this show, we on this episode specifically, we'll go back and revisit breweries of the past. We wanted to do something festive. We wanted to do something different. And we have talked in the past on the show about the concept of event beers. And I can think of no better reason to bust yeah. open this beer that I don't know how long you've had yours. I've been aging mine for a year or two. Yeah. Um, I think yep. two. Uh, yep. And I can think of no better reason to bust it open than uh, this occasion. So that's why we're at Goose Island. That's why we're doing this. We have two different versions of the Bourbon County Stout, and that's what's going on. And uh, sorry to, to co-op your thing, but just uh, just thought I'd All throw good. that out there. No, that's great. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, these Bourbon County Stouts basically elevate the brewery into the craft category by our standards. So, I mean, we're getting wild. We're doing it. We did a shot, and now we're doing this. Let's fucking uh, go. All right. It is my version it is 13.9%. Again, just so you're aware, I have the brand Sir Isaac's Stout. 13.9%. No IBUs because who gives a shit? Beer Advocate gave it a 96. <laughs> Untapped gave it a 4.36. In the glass, it's the color of my shirt. It is jet black. We got a f f f 40 shouty. It is 40 on the SRM chart, jet black. It is dark. The note from the brewery says, and I quote, For years, brewers at Goose Island have brainstormed ways to incorporate figs in Bourbon County Stout, but faced a daunting task due to their subtle flavor. After fresh thinking from members of the Goose Island e-commerce team, Melissa Aliguez and Ryan Hubona crafted a recipe inspired by Melissa's childhood memories of stealing fig cookies out of her grandma's cookie jar during her summers on Lake Michigan. She's a thief. And thus, the fake cookie and graham cracker inspired Sir Isaac Stout was created, highlighting the dried fried dried fried profiles extracted from the bourbon in the barrels. Our brewers used Black Mission figs, ten thousand pounds of them to be specific, to create this variant, resulting in characteristics of dried fruit, honey, molasses, citrus, all reminiscent of the classic fig cookie sold on shelves today. I love fig newtons. But I, I eat them all the time if really? I could. It's been a while. I haven't seen them in grocery stores in New York. But I, I was going to say, I lived with you for years, and I don't remember ever yeah. seeing a Fig Newton cross the threshold of that. No, they're not really in, in you know, key food here in the city. Okay. You know? yeah, that's a stop and shop situation. Not a sponsor. In, in Connecticut, not a sponsor. Never will be. Hope to be. Won't be. Um, but I love Fig Newtons, and I... I'm very excited for this one. Um, I poured it earlier and I can already smell it when I poured it. Uh, right off the bat, there was like a second of head retention, uh, tan coloring, uh, very thin, not a whole lot of stickiness against the sides of the glass. I'm going to give her a little sniffy sniff. A uh, couple things here. So Goose Island is a brewery that is based out of Chicago. It began in 1988, and the Bourbon, Counts, Bourbon County Stout Series started in 1992. They were putting things in barrels before it was cool to put things in barrels, and we love things that are put in barrels because put it in a barrel with Gabe and Steven. Welcome to it. Exclamation point! So it was... Mike Breen, uh, our lord and savior. Mike Breen there to emphasize so it was first produced by greg hall 
Uh, they started with Jim Beam barrels. They were given a couple barrels. Uh, apparently, uh, it wasn't officially released until 95 or something. Oh. There's some dispute about that. But look, it's awesome. I don't know what, what else to say. And to Gabe's point previously, um, while the Goose Island beer itself may not be craft, this series, I mean, we've reported on on the show. They have competitions amongst their employees for ideas for this yeah that's what's so badass lineups of beers and it's like it's they have the bourbon county stout and then they have all these different versions of it and you can get it with all these different adjuncts and whatever like and and they age for you know as we just said we've been aging ours for at least a year um and it just gets better with age so um that is some information on um, what's going on there and it's it's just it's really unique you know it's a brewery that i would say is i i don't consider craft really like it's it works in a pinch you know goose yeah. island 60 minute works in a pinch it's a good benchmark beer i like to throw it out as like the standard for like basic ipa yeah um i will say Goose Island IPA comes in handy at the ballpark too if you're looking for a solid IPA and it's you either A, don't want to spend the money for a quote-unquote better one, or B, don't want to save money by buying a Bud Light. Goose Island IPA Look, at the ballpark, easy. I, I was just in Vegas. Goose was my my lord and savior, okay? I, I My ride I, or die, if you will. Yeah, I had that everywhere I went, but it's it's not exactly craft beer. But this this series that they have, it's worth featuring on the show. This smells like a chocolate brownie. This smells like a chocolate, fudgy, gooey brownie that melts in your mouth that you eat with a scoop of ice cream on the side. Mm. It smells like bourbon. It smells like vanilla. It smells sweet. It smells sticky. Never thought I'd say that. It smells like brown sugar. It it smells like it's got this like caramel maltiness to it. Like it's bready in a way, you know, it's it smells boozy. It's for sure does. But I'm getting chocolate fudgy brownie and it makes me want to just not drink this and savor it but that would be very anticlimactic so without further ado cheers and happy hi ho happy hi ho uh yeah it's i'm excited i can't wait to drink mine um goose island itself Okay, based in Chicago. Also, they have a bunch of tap rooms and like locations. And one of them, I mean, shout all the way out to the one in the Chicago airport because that's where I got a beer last time I flew across the country. So, you know, credit where credit is due. They were acquired by Anheuser-Busch officially in 2011. That's right. Uh, You know, definitely. I, I think it's fair to say there was a decline in their beer at that point, but... It did provide Goose Island with the resources they need to expand their distribution, reach a wider audience, and they are one of the most widely recognized beer brands uh, outside of the, you know, outside of the macro beers, but they're one of the most widely recognized beer brands today. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, yeah, you know, if you want to get down to the nitty gritty, are they craft, are they not? Eh, Technically, no, but like, I mean, they are everywhere. They are blowing up, and I mean, I don't know. Does their parent company, are they craft? No, but like, I feel like they're doing craft things. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're like, I would quote them as like the exception in a way. You know what I mean? Almost. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, there's it's just a, a unique situation because they have this very craft version of what they're doing where you can get this bourbon county i mean we're bananas foster uh backyard oh. stout uh they have a reserve band brand they age it in different barrels from different places you know um, uh, shout out to my buddy troy who actually lives in chicago um he recently just started drinking the uh banana foster version and mm. he was telling me about it and he was like it's incredible it's so flavorful blah 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 Ever since uh, I had Bananas Foster made tableside in New Orleans, no big deal. Um, I've been like seeking that flavor out in like anything. So when he mentioned that Goose Island has the Banana Foster version, I'm like looking for it everywhere now because I guarantee you if I find it, I'm going to have to purchase it, age it and see what the fuck happens. Mm, I love it. Well, how's the one that you have? Talk to me. It fucking sucks, bro. It's the worst. <laughs> it's so good. It's so fucking good. It's very interesting after that shot of whiskey, I will say. Like, it it adds to the booze. It's boozy. It's kind of sticky in the mouth. It's a little syrupy, but in a good way, not in a bad way. It's, like, flavorful. It's like, ooh, this is, like, going to take some time. Um, it tastes like a fudge brownie. I've never been more happy than to drink a brownie in my life it's gooey, it's chocolatey, there's a little bit of coffee, there's vanilla, but there's those fruits, you know? You do get that fig kind of sweetness. It's like plum, um, it's brown sugar, it's vanilla, you know, maybe a little licorice? I don't really know. I read some reviews that said licorice. I'm not disagreeing, but not as strong as I thought it would be. It's carbonated really well. It's, it's, it's got a thick, creamy mouthfeel to it. But the carbonation, I feel like, kind of cuts through that a little bit. It definitely melts in your mouth. It's like a dessert in and of itself. Um, could you pair this with a dessert if you want to go crazy and have yourself a night? Godspeed, do your thing. But if you're like, I just want a beer for dessert, this is it. Drink it slow. Sip it. Savor it. Think about it. I'm drinking out of like a... Uh, Tulip like glass. Yeah, tulip glass, it's a little fancy. I've brought out the big guns for the last episode. Um, but it's it's just so delicious and so flavorful. And, uh, you know, it's in a barrel. So already it's like, oh, I'm in love. But it's just, it's very interesting. <sighs> Chocolate fudge brownie. Talk dirty to me. So I have the OG version from 2022. So this is, there's no real adjuncts here to speak of. It's just the Goose Island Bourbon County Stout Age and Bourbon Barrels. But this is the 2022 version. Yours is basically this with the adjuncts of figs and Biggie. whatever else is in there. But yeah. mine is a little bit more alcoholic. It's 14.3% ABV. Steven's going to have some regrets. There are no IBUs because who cares? Beer Advocate has this beer. To be honest, it's hard to tell which version they're talking about. I think it's just sort of um, lumped into one. But it's a first for the show, and it's a 100. Touchdown! Yeah. Unbelievable! Yeah. Um, this. That is. A, I think that is a first for the show. This beer is... Uh, that just emphasizes the point that needs to be emphasized. And if you want to read the reviews on Beer Advocate, feel free. It's basically craft beer nerds, because that's who uses Beer Advocate, going over and over again, what can I say? It's the best beer of all time. 
this is the best Imperial set I've ever had. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I mean, it's just over yeah. and over and over again. It's great. Yeah. Uh, untapped 4.41. SRM chart, it's a 40. I am drinking out of a snifter glass, and here it is. Looks very similar to Gabe. It pours dark brown or black. Uh, it's got a little bit of fizzy suds, maybe a little more than Gabe's. It, it's sort of oh, a way yeah. around the glass. Lacy. Oh, yeah. You've got some stickiness, too. Yeah, it's a very like cola like foam it's like dark brown um really sticking to the sides of the glass it's rich it's tantalizing it's exciting mm. from the brewery every year since its inception in 1992 we strive to honor the original bourbon county stout recipe and 30 years later we continue gregory hall's legacy and passion for making the best beer possible starting with the best barrels the bourbon trail has to offer this year 2022, our Imperial Stout is aged and blended from freshly emptied bourbon barrels from Heaven Hill, Four Roses, Wild Turkey, and Buffalo Trace Distilleries. Wow. Wild flavors of vanilla, dark chocolate, toffee, molasses, almond, and dried fruit. Nice. All good bourbons, all good things. I am going to smell it now. Yeah, these these bottles are so interesting and they're so they look so unique too. So like when you buy these, first of all, I can buy these at my local grocery store. Shout out Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> but you know, to be able to grab one of these is like like Steven said, it's an event. This is an event beer, and this is the perfect event to use this for. So we're we're very excited. I'm pumped. When you smell a beer like this, you get a very specific knows um there's some sweetness there you get some vanilla and some sort of nuttiness and some roasted qualities some coffee some chocolate but you also get the booze and the booze marries with i assume the hops and creates this real fruitiness cherries figs dark fruit dark macerated cherries uh yeah. cherries soaked in alcohol type thing that is really prevalent on the nose. It honestly takes me back to our sampling of the beers we got from the brewery. Um, there, it's it's rich, it's warming on the nose. You can already tell it's going to be a journey, an event. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm a little scared to be honest because this bottle you got is, this is more than a pint. It's not empty, and I mean. We don't leave beer on the table. We definitely don't leave beer like this on the table. So Hell this no. is my evening right here. And it's crazy. My evening's already over and it's still my evening. So mama didn't raise no bitches. She I can tell did you that much. not. All right. I'm going to drink it now. You do that. Uh, just as a refresher, if you don't know what else they have on tapped, because we should give Goose Island their due. Um, their bear hug series can be found at, uh, where the Chicago bulls play, believe it or not, they're, uh, big over there. Um, but they've got, they're all different kinds of, uh, bear hugs, um, beer, I'm sorry, beer hugs, but it's a bear. Um, their classic IPA, their classic three, one, two wheat ale. Some of the, some of you know what that is. They have a Christmas time IPA. It's an, uh, it's classic IPA, classic flavors. Uh, and then their barrel house, as Stephen mentioned earlier, all the different bourbon county guys. Um, they apparently have their own Chicago Blackhawks beer. I actually didn't see this, so I'm reading this on the fly. This is the Blackhawks Pale Ale, and it's the Blackhawks logo in neon lighting. That's dope. 
It's for the hockey team. They're a pretty good hockey team. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this beer is... So it sucks, huh? I knew it. <laughs> this beer is... Uh, it's everything it promises and more, and this is why we call it an event beer. Okay, the taste. You get some sweetness up front. You get It's not super sweet. It's not overly sweet. It's not cloyingly sweet. It is, though, sugary and some roasted malt quality. You get the vanilla. You get the marzipan. You get the cream. You get all these things. It's warming. It's smoking. There's a definite fruitiness to it. There's some plum, fig, cherry, all the stuff I said before. The mouthfeel is silky and smooth and creamy and oily and luscious and rich. The booze is there. It lets you know it's there and it is making itself known. Um, it's balanced, but it's definitely strong. Uh, you're going to want to take your time with this. Um, it's carbonated low. Uh, it feels strong bodied on flavor, but the carbonation is, is gentle. Um, I wish I was curled up by a fireplace, if I'm honest, and I could just yeah. sit there uh, sipping this until like deep into the evening. Um, back end leaves you feeling like you just ate a brownie, as Gabe was saying. Um, there we it's go. See? Friggin' delicious. And I don't have much more to say about it. It's a 100 on Beer Advocate for a reason. It's excellent. It's a great way to go out. I'm proud of this beer. I'm proud of this choice. Uh, I'm a satisfied customer. Amen, as you should be. Um, can you pair that with food? Is it a dessert beer? Is it? Do you want ice cream with it? I don't think you do. I think you know yeah. a beer like this. It's an event beer for a reason, and when we say these things, like we, I mean. I feel like I coined this term years ago before we ever had a podcast and you and I just used, it became part of our vernacular. But like when I say event beer, it's like, it's a beer that you really need to clear the palate, clear the distractions, put on some smooth jazz, light some candles and have yourself an evening. Um, mm. You really can't, it, it would be a disservice to the beer to pair it with any food. If you want, if you need some food, you know, Eat something that will keep you like sober, but this beer is standalone, you know. I love it. I, I think it's great. I think we should do a uh, like we did when we, when we did that Thanksgiving episode and we did five Black is Beautiful's. We should oh, you want to bust open five more of these? Well, maybe not five, maybe like two or three. That'll but. be our grand return to the mics when we when we when we come I, back. <laughs> we're back everyone we would be absolutely wasted it would be so much fun that would be like we would have to do an in-person like all right good we're on the same coast let's meet up and let's drink let's have yeah, have ourselves a time and, and inevitably have like a sleepover because holy shit um the beer is is excellent and i just want to emphasize again uh that these age super well so when someone gives you one for christmas or you decide to invest pop that bitch in the back of your fridge and forget it's there for a couple years i've moved with this beer okay <laughs> but it's worth doing that because they 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 keep for 
a long time. They don't lose anything that just adds to it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it would be interesting to try one immediately and then try the same thing aged and see the difference. Um, I'm sure it's been done, but, uh, I, at that point, if I were to do that, I would document it. I would, I don't know if I'd like film myself, but I definitely like write stuff down and like really, really knock it down, lock it down. That way I could go back to it later because it, it would be interesting to see how the flavors have changed, how the booziness changes, you know, like it, it, there's so much that can be done to it, but in between the timing, you know, totally. so yeah. Yeah. Uh, if this beer lacks anything, it's artwork. Um, so we're not going to do our traditional can arts and crafts segment today. I mean, the, the one way, you know, it's a bourbon County stout is it's got a label that's hanging off the side. You see a little flappy tag and it says Goose Island, you go, yeah, that's the Bourbon County stout for this year. Yeah. But um, we cannot send the hop into uh, a hibernation without having Bob Ross appear one more time. So for to talk about nothing but simply to show his afroed head, uh, here we go one last time. <laughs> Can Art and Crafts. Ah, Bob Ross is here. Bob Ross is saying hello to all you beautiful people. He may not be able to talk, but he is with us every step of the way. Bob Ross was given to me. I don't know (laughs) if I ever told this story. Bob Ross was given to me, a friend of mine. So this is, if you can't see on YouTube, this is the Funko Pop Bob Ross, the little collectibles. I've got a few of them. And a buddy of mine collects these. He's got a bunch. And he had two Bob Rosses. And I was like, oh, you got Bob Ross. And he goes, yeah, you want one? And I was like, fuck, yeah, I want one. Who wouldn't want a little Bob Ross? So he came to me and we came up with this segment. Or Steven actually came up with the idea of what if we have a little segment? Let's change the show up a little bit. You can like rate the beer artwork because there it does play a factor in it. I was actually talking about this with someone recently. I was like, the artwork does make a factor into buying stuff. Um, and I was like, yeah, we can break out the little Bob Russ because he used to paint and he's the man. And while he is no longer with us, this Bob Ross is still with us and his spirit lives on. And he's been a great part of the show. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, in a, in a few seconds, you're going to be gifted with a little animation that Stephen geniusly came up with. But uh, yeah, we've had some great moments with him and with uh, Can Arts and Crafts and with, uh, you know, just drinking in general. So he is here. <laughs> he is saying sayonara for now. Stephen, any thoughts? No, just um, everything you said is 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 all that needs to be said. And uh, if you haven't checked him out on YouTube, you're going to want to because he's going to be twerking in just a few seconds. And I'm really proud of that, uh, if I'm honest. One of the most proud things I, I have on this show. So Same. And that is another great addition, say it with me, of, of Can, Can Arts and Crafts. Arts and crafts. <laughs> So one thing we do on all of our beer and review episodes is we rank our top five beers yeah. of the year. Do you want to go first? Why the fuck not? All right. 
My favorite. So, this is one of my favorite things because we we don't share these in advance, so we yes, can have the same true. five beers for all I know. But this is the equivalent of Colin Jost and Michael Che writing jokes for each yeah. other on Weekend Update. <laughs> yes, it's nowhere near that. We're not that talented. <laughs> Here we go. All right, so I'm going to go five to one. So number five from Nightmare Brewing. Mm. Defenstration of Prague Bohemian Pilsner. I don't know what it was about this beer, but it was flavorful. It was delicious. The crazy artwork and story behind it, because there are not many breweries out there that have a beer and they're like, this, we came up with the name and artwork and flavor of this beer from this 18th century or whatever century story about such and such. And that to me was like very, I loved the connection. It's very medieval. You know, I love like Game of Thrones. Like I love that era of like, you know, you stole bread, kill him. Like, oh God, you know, it's, it's like dangerous, yeah. but it's like cool, you know? Nightmare Brewing was truly insane. Round 149, yeah. if you're interested. And they, every beer comes with a story about something horrific and medieval and the shit was crazy. And that alone is worth a spot on these lists. So I don't blame you. for Yeah. That. Number four, your, your trivia boys. Paperback, baby. Which one? You, the bunny? Do you know which one? The bunny, Satan. Satan, Satan right? baby. Yeah, I know. Satan wears pajamas. It was a red ale. It was friggin' delicious. There's a sexy looking Satan guy with a captain hat and PJs and slippers. And I was like, I was looking at all the options. I was like, oh, this has to make the list. This has paper, to. Uh, it almost made my list because I have it so much, but I'm glad yeah, it's on yeah. yours. Uh, Paperback Brewing, round 139. Absolutely love them. Brewery out of Glendale. Shout out to Mara, the bartender that um, used to be. Well, she she was a, the tap house manager, I think, and she she moved, unfortunately. But, man, I, I loved their beers. I do love their beers. I love going there uh, for trivia. I yeah. can't say enough about Paperback Brewing. So Have you won a trivia there yet? Oh, yeah, we've won. We've come in second. Oh, good. We, okay. For a while, we Went were... Well, we, second's not first. We were really going for second for a while because we had come in first and third a lot. We finally pulled off a second place. First yeah, and we, third. Yeah, oh, okay. Taken oh, so you've the, gotten gold, silver, oh, yeah. and bronze. You're set. We, we got a Yahtzee over there. Yeah. There we go. Uh, number three, from The Brewery mm. on... Uh, that episode where we had their reserve society box, we drank their NWTM double barrel aged Imperial stout. It was a behemoth. It was an event beer. It was in, it was the cousin of this beer that I'm drinking now, but it was fucking incredible. Talking to Barry, the CEO and head brewer was really awesome. Uh, That was just a great experience. So I had to put it on the list. Yeah, No Work Till Monday is the full name of that's, the beer. I couldn't think of it, and I didn't want to, I wanted to, like, remember it, and I couldn't. It was a double barrel-aged imperial stout with toasted coconut, macadamia nuts, and pineapple, and it just had this, it, it was 19% ABV, and it had this, Ugh. like, Hawaiian, like, coconut, it had this, like, like, um, pina colada element to it, but it was an imperial stout, it was, um, and that whole, that whole box that they sent us was uh, off the Steve, charts. Steven's yeah. got the cliff notes up. He's I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm here for the people. It. I know. All right. Number two. Booze Brothers. Uh, Gonzo Mania. Japanese l- rice lager. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I loved that beer and I I wanted to pair it with like I don't know food or just something else but I I wanted more of it I I couldn't get enough of it the flavors were outstanding it, it just really like when I looked back and I was trying to make my list I saw it and I was like this is going to be somewhere on the list I don't know where and after everything it it was it sat at number 2 yeah, I mean, Japanese log, I, I like that. You know, when I'm making my list, and I feel you probably are similar, like I'm trying to represent a variety of styles, so I'm not just a bunch of IPAs. And like, yeah, it truly is a, a, a moment where you realize how doing a show like this, we've been forced to explore a lot of different beer styles. And something like a Japanese lager is something that I probably wouldn't order if I just was left to my own devices. But we drank it, and it was great, and... Booze Brothers Brewing, round 153 out of California. Um, that was a great one. And This uh, show has made me have like and have an appreciation for sours. I mean, I... That too, I yeah. Not, I was not a sour guy before we picked up these mics, 100%. I was not into it. So, yeah. Um, it really helps. And the number one... Here we go. Number one forgave... Out of New Orleans. Oh, shit. Urban South, baby. The Strongman Triple IPA. Mm. It was a triple. It was fruity. It was flavorful. It was delicious. It, for me personally, going down to New Orleans for a couple days, great experience. But going to the brewery, it's we did it on our first day. It was literally our first stop. We dropped our, dropped our bags off at the hotel. We went to Urban South. I had crawfish for the first time outside in the little hut. I went inside. I bought those um, uh, seventh anniversary beers. I I was able to get some to Steven, and I just I it, it was just such a fun experience. But the beer itself was also really dope, really f- flavorful, and very strong. I was very upset. I didn't get to try that beer. Um, I know you were very upset. I know you were. Uh, but um, and my because I'm a big basketball fan, my sixth man or honorable mention, mm-hmm. just very quickly, Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest Fest beer. Mm. I had it, you know, like the other day. I loved that beer. It was so good. It was so flavorful. That one is can be for an episode. That beer can also be. I've had a long day at work. Let me pop this bad boy open. Yeah. No, it's 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 just such a great style. If you if you are not in on Oktoberfest beers, specifically Marzins and Fest beers, like when that time of year comes around, get in on it. Because again, that's one thing that doing this show just really opened my eyes to of like I wouldn't necessarily reach for those beers, but Marzins especially, I love them so much. And it's such a great beer style. It's it's yeah. it's malty mixed with hoppy. It's it's beautiful. And so with that, I'm going to commence my top five list Let's by it. saying that my number five is Crowns and Hops's Doptoberfest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. I loved that one. Yeah. First Wait, of all, did I have that one? I don't know if you did. I don't know if you had that one because I might have. That might have been just me by myself, but yeah, I've heard of it anyway. <laughs> Crowns and hops. 
Inglewood, California. We love them. We had them on round 61. In addition to me doing this, um, I, I, I almost had their Christmas beer on our Christmas episode, but I didn't want to overdo them, but, um, they are awesome and their beers are great. And the Doptoberfest was a perfect representation yeah. of the fest beer style. They did a great job with it. I loved it. It was delicious. My number four uh, comes to us from round 143. It's Prairie Artisan Ales out of Oklahoma, and it is the Neapolitan Squeeze. Oh, yeah. Okay. This I was a that. sour ale, and the reason I put it on my list is because of the nostalgia that it invoked in me. It had this, like, strawberry but also chocolate thing. It was this, like... The, the ice cream. Exactly. It's like only something you can get when you get that Neapolitan ice cream from like Briars and then you scoop from chocolate to strawberry and you just throw that and then you just like go at the chocolate and then the chocolate gets low, the strawberry you, stays high. You, just, you get to be a kid again. Yeah. It was the nostalgia of it and it was and that was worth putting on my list for that. Yeah. Uh, Number three. Round 142. Santa Monica Brew Works, 310 Stomped Shandy. Yeah. That beer, I don't know. Did you have that beer? I don't know if you did. No. Yeah, that beer is wild. It's so lemonade. I mean, it tastes like yeah. lemonade. It's crazy. And uh, I, I remember you talking about that one, and you were like, holy lemonade batman like yeah i still remember just the i mean the the flavor in my mouth i might have one in my fridge it's it's so good uh number two i also had the brewery no work till monday you know me i love to put in a barrel nice. I, all right so we have one that match we, we got always one. do we got one yeah um and then my number one my beer of the year and this may be i don't know Ooh. if it's recency bias i don't really know but Okay, like, so let me guess. It's California. No, no, no. It's it's not. Oh, oh, no, it's Firestone not. Walker. No. Oh, Firestone Walker. No, this is. I shouldn't even say recency bias because it's a while ago. It's around one thirty-four. It's New Holland, mm-hmm. out of Michigan. It's uh, their Dragon's Milk White. Oh wow! I was not expecting that. Look. um... They have their dragon's milk. It's a, it's a stout. The dragon's yep. milk white is a blonde stout. And there's just something in the brain that happens when you see a beer that is blonde colored and you drink it and it's it tastes like a stout. It just yeah. is wild and that tasted like white chocolate. It was uh the can was cool. The experience was cool. The can had these like scales on it. It was white. It was it poured like an IPA and you drank it and it tasted like a stout and it was delicious. And um, I, I remember New Holland and I remember being insanely jealous of that. I remember yeah. seeing you drink that and think like, yeah, he's having a good time. It was awesome. Um, my my honorable mentions that I will throw out quickly because we are pushing on time. But uh, Boomtown Brewery out of L.A., their mm-hmm. nose job West Coast IPA. I just love the name, so that deserves no a mention. Job. Uh, Nightmare Brewing also, I had their Blood Eagle, which yep. was a sour and was, um, the story is just insane. Like the, 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 yeah, the rib cage open, look, round oh. 149, just go listen to it. Oh, man. 
And then finally, uh, St. Bernardus, because it's just. Oh, yeah. Solid. It's it's one of the best Christmas ales for a reason. And uh, it was excellent. And I loved it. So someone recently. Who was it? Someone recently reached out to us and they were like, (laughs) they said the uh, the beer with the with the monk with the Christmas hat. I love those guys. Like they didn't know it, and it was like, oh, yeah. that's adorable. Like, I mean, but it, no, yeah, it's just it's one of the best Christmas ales that you can buy, and I I will seek it out in the future. Like it's it, it's so good. And I saw an article recently about what a Christmas ale is and all the things that it can be, and what breweries yeah. try to do for their Christmas ales. And I think our our Christmas episodes really. Um, cover that in in our own way but um saint bernardus was excellent the last episode we had i didn't want to put it on the list because it's probably recency bias but um no nah, it's yeah. all good it's it, i'm sure it was an dope beer i like i said i see it all the time i know it's popular i know people love it so all right and uh with that we are going to move in to our very last Last call. Last call. Oh man. It we're here. We're here. Um, so we're not gonna talk about funny news stories or anything. We're just gonna kind of take a moment to indulge, if you will indulge with us and just reflect on the fact that we've been podcasting for four years and um we've we've been a lot of places we've drank a lot of beers and uh and we're here what started as an idea i i i will never i i just will never forget this day i i had a thought in my head this was right before covid and you know we were talking about making stuff you know we're actors we're collaborators we want to make and create things and be creative and you know we were trying to think of like what we could do and i had a thought in my head and i was like we could do something with craft beer maybe like a show or like a podcast or something i don't know and then steven was texting me that day and his exact words were what if we had like a craft beer podcast and i was like holy shit i had that thought so we went out we bought microphones, we sat down, we said, how the hell do we do this? And four years later, I mean, here we are, like, I I was not a podcast guy. Like, I didn't really listen to that. Like, I would listen to some, like, you'd be like, you know, what the fuck with Mark Marin? like, he has this guest on, you should listen to this episode. I would listen to the episode. But like, I wasn't a guy that consistently had a show that I was like, oh, it's Thursday, I got to listen to such and such. But it's like kind of transformed me into that. And it is a different form of entertainment and creativity and content creation, you know, like, and it's just been so much fun to do. And it's been just such a wild ride. Yeah. I, um, feel like when Gabe and I lived together, we were batting ideas around of what could we, we, we had ideas for, all the time for all different kinds of things. And finally, for whatever reason, in, in the fall of 2019, it became a reality and we just said, let's do it. And like then 
it, you know, we didn't know what was coming in 2020. Nobody did. And we didn't know. We launched this show in January 2020 thinking, let's see what it is. And we didn't know that it was going to become the next. I mean, the, the, the following year was awful for everybody. And we had a creative outlet uh, where we could do something on a weekly basis. Uh, and over the time that we've built it, We've engaged with people on social media. We've had beer sent to us. We've gone to breweries. We've met brewers. We've tried beer styles we wouldn't normally try. We've 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 become a small part of this community wherever we belong in it, and uh, it's something that I think both of us are really proud of, and you know, there's there's just not a lot of people who can say that they've put this level of podcasting out, um, independent podcasting. We do not have, you know, we're not produced by a production company. We have had little sponsors over the year. As we, much as we joke about it. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we are, you know, to, to keep it going at this level, I think is, is just an accomplishment that, um, to toot our own horns for a second. I'm, I'm really proud of, and, uh, it's kept us, close together and it's um been just one of the most rewarding things that that we've done uh and difficult (laughs) yeah it's been tough there have been a lot of challenges i mean i know for me personally like my expectation was yeah you plug a microphone into the wall and you start talking and you record yourself and we found out very quickly no holy shit that's not how it goes you have to do so much more and you need to change and you need to buy little extension cords and little adapters and shit and we each got a mixer and you know it's and there are a lot of people out there that know this already but for us it's just interesting to look back and think about like what we had to do and like our first episode was like lost because we were like oh shit well that didn't work you know so. yeah yeah um we're we're really proud of it and uh we're moving on uh for now by choice we're we're leaving it open-ended as always like we we are not saying this is the final episode of the hop and we as i said on our last episode if you remain subscribed, we reserve the right to land in your podcast feed at any time. But, you know, um, we schedule, we chose to center a podcast around getting drunk and that makes scheduling of the podcast very difficult. And so, uh, we're going to step away now, but, um, we are just so proud of what we've built and what we've been able to accomplish. And I I mean, I could go on forever, but it's, I feel like I'm getting repetitive and I don't want to overdo it. So. Well, and the other aspect of it is, you know, Steven mentioned earlier, we have been friends for (sighs) since high school. I mean, we started doing theater together in high school and that's where it began. And then, I think what really started it off, like our our friendship really jumped when we lived together when we were doing summer Shakespeare um, with our good friend who will always be with us, our buddy Leroy, you know, the three of us lived together and 
that's when we became the wolf den. And that's yep. when we were like, wait a minute, this is awesome. This is fun. Um, and I remember, you know, uh, Stephen graduated a year before me. I graduated school and it was like, hey, man, listen, we got an opportunity. This apartment's open. Let's go grab it. And I just said, screw it. Let's jump in. Let's do it. And we moved to the city together. And Stephen had already been living there for a year, two years. A year, a year on and A off. year. Yeah. And but- so I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And you were like my New York representative and you were like, I got you, fam. And, and if those together, walls could talk, am oh I right? Oh my God. If those, <laughs> if those Upper East Side and for a few months <laughs> East Harlem walls could talk, they would have their own podcast because there would be some <laughs> crazy ass stories and some crazy ass, you know, I, we, we even to this day, we have those moments of like, hey, remember... Yeah. Fourth of July. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, you know, like just little uh, shit like that. And, you know, so doing this show has been great to do it with someone who has been so close with you, someone you've lived with. And then it makes it doable when they live in L.A. and you live in New York. You know, we yeah. don't live together anymore and, and we're still able to do this. Yeah. I uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess. To not be super self-indulgent about it, we should close it down soon. But I mean, I will say that like I we Gabe and I, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. We've never had a fight. We've never had a I mean, we are are on the same page about everything all the time. This has been ridiculously easy considering where we're where we're at and to for us to have been in this situation where i mean every everything from the division of labor and the way you know the way we've broken up the roles here and the scheduling and everything else like i am just um super thankful for you and uh and the way we've been able to do this because um you know not not everyone as that so um you too my man i i gotta be honest we we have a lot of friends we have a lot of the same friends i couldn't do a podcast with all of them i gotta be <laughs> honest you know we're not gonna go down the list here but you know doing this with you i was like yeah well we're gonna make this work so no let's I go down the list i could do a podcast with you i can't do a podcast with you <laughs> let's make our pros and cons list <laughs> um i love you too now and I, uh, I love you brother and this has been awesome this has been a lot of fun i you know again it's not goodbye it is see you later you know maybe down the line we'll surprise you guys with another episode when we're able yeah um but yeah for now uh, so in let's shift meantime, our focus Go in ahead. the meantime at gaybraid67 at shakespeare's follow us on the social medias because one of your boys is getting married soon. I'm not going to say when, but <laughs> it'll happen. And when it does, you want to be a you want to be a part of that. So check it out. And that you at Gabriel eight sixty seven. That's the one you should focus on. That's, that's the one you should focus that's on. The that's the one who's one. getting married. That's the marriage one. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank shit. you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining yeah. us. Thank you guys for drinking with us. Thank you guys for. The comments, the likes, the just watching us, you know, you don't have to like our shit on social media, but just the view, just giving us attention, just 
everything. It's been it's been crazy. It's been fun. It's been different. It's been creative. We're artists and we got a chance to be artists in a time when the world shut down and in a time when we're not doing anything else. And that's been really, really great. And so we love you all. Thank you so much. Amen. And with that, I will play this. Uh, good luck in 2024. We'll see you when we see you. Thank you, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>